my snack bar was a plastic drawer I bought at the dollar store and it was um ramen <laughs> Postgame beers. We are the Lupton Drinking Club. We normally bring you game recaps. We're not going to do that tonight. Uh, stories from the front row, which also not happening today. But instead of recaps, we're joined by a special guest. First, though, we are recording live from the Flying T Studio here at the Roxo Media House, right here in Fort Worth. I'm your host, Kyle Malloy at YellMK on Twitter. I'm joined first by my co-host, the master of activities, Jacob Sailors at JD Sailors. Jacob, your first week. In many months without a TCU baseball game, how, how are things, man? Man, it was a lonely weekend, man. <laughs> Trying to, having to watch other teams play, but you know what? Hey, that's baseball, right? But still a good I'm weekend. About tonight, college baseball is still fun, regardless if, if the frogs are in it or not. But it still wasn't the same. Oh, for sure. But uh, I mean, it's, this is the best tournament in sports, so I've really enjoyed just posting up and watching just a crap ton of baseball this weekend. I know Ray did too. What's up, yeah. Ray? I can't bring you stories from the first row this week, but I can bring you stories from 12 hours on my couch on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Ray's world. <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> I was up till I think the Longhorn ECU game ended about 1230 uh, Sunday night. It was a long day of baseball. Uh, all right. Well, we can talk about that a little bit later, but okay, um, who's this? We, we got our guest here. Uh, <laughs> he needs no introduction to those who listen to post game beers uh, often. We appreciate y'all, but uh, today in studio, we have our starting shortstop for the Frogs, our team leader. I'm going to read this off. In batting average, OPS, in hits, in doubles, in home runs, in slugging, and your 2022 first-team all-Big 12 infielder, Tommy Sacco. Tommy, it's great to have you uh, in the studio today. I appreciate you guys having me. This is awesome. I've been, I've been really looking forward to this, honestly, <laughs> throughout, throughout the year. I've, I've really wanted to get on this thing. Have you listened to any episodes of Post Game Beers? I Be I can say I can say I've listened to honestly more than half of them. All right, really all right, I'll take that. I, I really think I, I think, think the last one minutes. I listened to, I watched or I listened to um, Perks. Yeah, yeah. I listened to I think I can't remember which came first. It was either Tech or Perks, but uh, whichever one was last, that was the one I listened to last. Yeah, um, Tech or Tech was in April. Yeah, and then we had our Stillwater. Um, and I, I hope he's not because somebody else was like, how come the last episode was Oklahoma State? That was like a month ago. Oh, uh, yeah, that's whenever we switched yeah, over. Whenever we switched over to Roxo. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. there was that. I'm It'll sure he heard the rest of them from Bill's office. He's <laughs> 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 just, just blaring them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I ask the first question? Absolutely. Go for it. Tommy, what the hell got into you this year? <laughs> I mean, 
a lot of people have asked me that throughout this year. And really, it was just like drugs. <laughs> I can't say drugs. No, you no, can't, can't say, say that. that. Um, but honestly, I think a lot of people just didn't think I could do a whole lot this year from last year. Um, you know, I've got told lots of times how coaches last year would just see me in the nine hole as like a non-factor. They'd always say that like, TCU's lineup has eight eight hitters in it, and then right. there's just like an empty spot. Uh, well, we would never say that. <laughs> you know. Well, you started last year in the two hole. That's I did, yeah. yeah. So, that's, I mean. That's where I mainly hit throughout TCU is the two hole. Ray had you as a Golden yeah. Spikes final. I was really <laughs> high on you last year. Yeah. Uh, a lot before we had the LDC <laughs> together. this year saying, there's one person I'm not supporting this year. Yeah. A, lot, a, lot this... Of, a lot of people were high on me last year, so that's all right. So was it different coming in with high expectations versus this year when people didn't expect that much out of you or were, I don't know, maybe they were disappointed, you know, in, your, in the last season? Yeah, I mean – you know, going into high expectations, they are what they are. You know, you can go with the highest expectations you could possibly have for somebody, and it won't affect their year at all. It comes down to what they do. Um, but I think just this year, the biggest thing was like, you know, what do I got to lose? Right. You right. know, like it was one of those deals where it's your last year. You know, like I'm sure not going to let what happened last year happen this year because it's my last year. So I think it was just kind of came down to like you really have nothing to lose. It's kind of like uh, Bobby Boucher and the Water Boy just leaving it all out in the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like what, like you know, you already embarrassed yourself last year. Well, I wouldn't say cares? that. Nah, I'd say that. Was that your I'd assessment? Say I'd say year? But you know, I mean, you were good in the field last year. Yeah, I mean that's always been the part of my game where, you know, I've never really had to worry about, mm -hmm. um, even though. I, I did have 10 errors last year, which I like this year. I think I had five or six. So, you know, that was too high for me. There's a couple of errors where, you know, looking back where there's like dumb errors that I cut back um, this year. But yeah, defense has always been that solid spot. Did you play shortstop? Like at what age did you start playing shortstop? Was it basically your whole life? Or yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, when you're younger, you play all the positions. I mainly when my dad was a coach, it was short and second. Yeah. Um, and then going into high school, uh, freshman year, second base, uh, sophomore year, it was shortstop. And then junior, senior, it'd rotate between the two. I'm surprised, um, you know, being at the level you are now, or I guess you would say were now. <laughs> yeah. We're now when you, when you're introducing me, you said starting shortstop and I, I was yeah, going to correct gonna, you and say gonna, former <laughs> starting shortstop was, yeah, was former. Well, I'm surprised that, uh, like as a young kid, you wouldn't play any third because you were probably the kid with the strong arm. Yeah. I mean, actually I didn't growing up. I didn't have the strongest arm. Uh, usually, you know, when you're younger third base are the guys that pitch also yeah. because they do have the strongest arm and my dad never let me pitch. Only when I throw knuckleballs. You ever want to? <laughs> Only when throwing knuckleballs. Yeah. Like he told me there's two instances where I pitched. Um, one of them was sophomore year over the summer. And my dad was like, you throw anything but a knuckleball, I'm going to walk out to the field and pull you myself. And he, <laughs> he wasn't a coach. He was in the stands. You guys um, ever play against a knuckleballer? We had a kid in elementary school. He was on another little league team. He threw a knuckleball. I think we run ruled him every time. Like <laughs> the only knuckleballer I faced was in the fall, and it was a uh, Chase Pelter. 
I was the only guy I've ever faced. And, he's uh, for those for those who are listening and don't know who that is, yeah, he's explain to them. He's a well, I mean TCU commit. That's well, of course known. I know who that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I I don't know. No, oh. he was he was a freshman pitcher that came in uh, in the fall. He was here in the fall. Okay. And now he's in the tra- he's in the transfer portal. Yeah, he. Okay. I think I think yeah, he's going somewhere. I mean, position players pitching is a kind of an up and coming thing with MLB. Yeah, so, it pays yeah, off yeah. For like uh, Hunter Toplansky being a Friday night. Yeah, how hard did you fight uh, to get in over Hunter? Oh no, <laughs> earlier this talk, year, you got to talk to Gray. Gray, <laughs> Gray was disappointed when Hunter. Well, disappointed, but when Hunter was going to get warm, Gray was like, looked at Los, was like, I thought I was first out. <laughs> yeah, he was like, because we always. Whenever we play catch, Gray likes the. I like to catch his flat ground, and um, you know, Gray likes to say he's got sixteen different pitches. <laughs> yeah, so and it holds true. It holds true. So yeah, he was a little bummed that Hunter was first out for position players instead of him. So let's go back to defense for a second. So according to GoFrogs.com, the baseball stats. Um, let's talk about the middle infield. So Gray had a nine ninety one fielding percentage. Um, you had a nine seventy five. Um, I want to point out a couple guys who had a perfect fielding percentage this year. Luke Boyers, yep. Bobby Goodlow, Porter Brown, Garrison Berkeley. So my question to you is, are you sure you two are the right choices for the middle infield this year? No, I mean, I think I think after three years, they were kind of stuck with us. Um, you could see on the coaches' faces that, you know, after the last game, they're like, oh, now we get to have different guys up the middle. We've had these guys for three years, and we just can't get rid of them in the lineup, but. Yeah, I know. They're, yeah, that, I think they're happy for others. Too. That does raise an interesting question for me. So you guys being, um, you know, kind of the senior citizens on the team, was yep. there ever actually any kind of competition? Is it one of those, like, uh, your your job's never safe? You know, Between right? me and him or between? Well, him? yeah, with you and Gray. I, or I guess if you just want to talk about yourself. but Yeah, I mean, at a school like TCU, your job's never safe. You know, yeah. as, soon, as soon as it can happen, you know, you're going to get a Braden Taylor freshman All-American, you know, that comes in and takes starting – takes a starting role at third base mm-hmm. last year. Um, so, you know, your job's never safe. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. Does it help that you've been there for a while and you proved? It does. But, it gives you know, you it's, I guess it's never starting safe. edge. Yeah, I mean, somebody else has to really you, do, you do start a little forward um, when you're there for three years and you're starting every right. game. But, you know, it can be like that when, you yeah. know, you mess up and another kid gets the opportunity he doesn't mess up, you know. Now, I want to ask, uh, <clears throat> speaking of Braden, I've, uh, it just made me think, for me personally, his biggest improvement this year was his arm strength. Yeah. It's incredible mm-hmm. the way he – in his – I mean, I guess yeah. overall his defensive ability at third. Elite. He was, especially in that regional. But, like, uh, you know, last year he would skip it in, uh, hit a trouble hitting first base, where this yeah. year, man, he's ranging past the much. foul line, turn around. Mm-hmm. Like, man, he, like he's Manny Machado over there. Yeah, he – um, you know, he's one of those baseball players where he's not going to – He'll keep working on the things he's good at, but he's going to work on the things that he's not so good at. Um, that's what makes him such a great player is, you know, his throwing was that little Achilles heel last year where in the fall, and I know in the summer because he was telling me that he really focused on improving that um, with his technique, and that's kind of where that arm strength came. He figured out how to use his body. I like to take a little credit from that. I kind of got, <laughs> right. I got the ball rolling. Right. In that <laughs> yeah, but um, what yeah, little he body worked, he has, yeah, he, he definitely uh, worked over that in the off season. It paid off. You can tell. Our friend uh, Toad to Omaha will jump into a Twitter question. And asks, "What brought you to TCU?" 
Yeah, so I got um I had a friend, uh, Alex Isola. He played here. Yeah, from Oregon. Um yep. Uh from Utah or he from Cali. Uh, well, did he play he played in Oregon? He played in Utah. Okay. Played okay. At, okay. Yeah, University of Utah. He's Oregon guy. So he went to um University of Utah and okay. then he went to Yavapai. Um he was a sophomore when I was a freshman. Um he then went to TCU after sophomore year. Um, Yavapai is a community college. Yep. Yep. Yavapai is a community college. Um, and then he was here for a year. Um, and while I was getting recruited out of Yavapai, he told Coach Mo, um, he knows of a shortstop over where he was. Um, Coach Mo later came out a couple of days after that and then got me on a visit. So, yeah, he kind of got the ball rolling. Um, but luckily, Coach Mo, he, or luckily he did it when he did because I was a week away from going to DBU. Oh, <laughs> like, I, it was, it was, I think he probably, let's say he did it on, he talked to him on a Sunday. Mo reached out on a Tuesday. I was going to commit that Saturday. So Mo was like, okay, we're going to get you to campus. Okay, well, we got to figure out a scholarship. We got to do all this. And I remember telling Coach Mo, like, I can't come here if it's not going to be promising like because i'm my dbu is going to be pissed <laughs> yeah, i was going to say was, this explains why dbu plays us so hard yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like, like dbu is going to be mad if i tell him i'm going to tcu on a visit so i was like is it going to be worth my while and he was like yes like you should come out end up coming out um towards the end of the visit i ended up committing there and yeah the rest is history did you, now, did you get a full scholarship here or did you have to divide not it a full up? one but um it was a it was a pretty good one yeah. yeah, not a full one. Though. Is that one of those things like job salary that people don't talk about, or is that pretty open information? Yeah, I mean, you kind of have an idea. Uh, the players talk a little bit, um, but it's not really anything that matters because I mean, you could be on a hundred percent scholarship and not play a game, right? You know, you could be a, a walk on and play every game. Man, so, how many hundred percent scholarship guys? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that lasts maybe one year. <laughs> well, yeah. That'll last a definitely year, and no, then that changes. Definitely, if you're if you got a hundred percent scholarship, I don't think I think you're gonna be playing. Well, so <laughs> so Barzilli said that on the pod that uh, every year it changes, right? So like it may you, it's kind of like one year contracts where you may not have the exact same scholarship from start to finish. Is that? Yeah, I think I think that happens for a couple guys. Um, they they were really nice to me, and I got to keep it for all three years that I was here. But I, I do think. For a little bit of guys, you know, they have a good season. They'll get a little more money. I don't think they'll reduce it because of a bad season. I don't think that they're not like that. Well, right. one thing he said that was really fascinating to me was that other guys on the team, when he committed, volunteered to give up portions of their scholarship to help him out. Mm. I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you'll go. I'm sure there's meetings with um, the coach and a player, and he'll just be like, hey, we got this guy. Um, you know, maybe the family is a little wealthier. They can afford it mm. a little more. Something like, you know, take one for the team. Not take one for the team. Right. But be selfless, and it's going to help the team. But I, ha I have heard of that. I don't remember the recent one, but I have heard of it. Well, we're hoping that kind of goes away in the coming years, right? With the increase scholarship. Oh, yeah. Increased number of scholarships. Up to date on this. Yeah. I'm not up to date on it. Well, the, a long story. I don't think there's a official um, decision yet, but that they're going to get rid of the 11.7 scholarships that are available for a baseball team. Mm -hmm. It's going to expand so that um, the thing is, it has to be it has to be congruent within a conference or yeah. you know whatever, so that there's some fairness. Yeah. Because if you just said 
it's free for all, then you're going to have a couple teams that obviously Having float to the top. Football situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tommy, what is next for you? I mean, you've got obviously a little bit of time until the draft in July. Um, what's your next month look like and what are you doing now? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing camps for TCU, uh, with the little kids that they're getting out there. Um, I'm going to go home around uh, the 1st of July. Where's home right now? Uh, Gilbert, Arizona. Gilbert. Yep. Yeah. Still in Arizona, same place. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to chill there, be around family, catch up with guys I haven't seen in a while. Because, um, you know, I haven't been home in, since after fall, really. So, there's, not, there's, not, there's not really like an, uh, a combine for the NMLB, so you don't have to prepare for that necessarily. Yeah, no, no, no combine. I mean, being in school for – Five years playing baseball for five years. I think they've seen. Everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what more I can show them at a combine than than what I've done. So you do so. have next level thoughts, dreams, hopes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're fingers crossed at this point. Do you have an agent or anything like that? that yeah, you've been uh, in contact my advisor, with uh, Scott Leventhal. He's doing, you know, God's work with me. Um, you know, he texted me after season said, "I really couldn't have asked for you to put yourself in such a." better spot for him yeah. to go do his job yeah it's quite a resume builder I didn't, yeah i didn't really he really i didn't want to handcuff him and being like here's an okay year like right what you can do you know he, now he has free reign to do what i knew well i know he can do that's why i got in the deal with him in the first place you know yeah how cool was it at the beginning of the year tcu doesn't make it out to arizona very often yeah. but to go out there for the mlb4 tournament yeah no, Gilbert's kind of by Scottsdale, mm-hmm. so to have all your family out there. Yeah. Um. So when I first committed here in 2019, they were in that tournament. Okay. And since I was still in Arizona for JUCO, I uh, came down for it. I was like, man, how cool would this be if I could play here? But like, yeah. obviously at the time, thinking I was going to be out in 2021, we weren't going to make it to 2022. <laughs> right. Um. So when I found out like this year we're going to open up, it was awesome because literally half my family was there yeah and you know my grandparents could go because they don't like to travel all to texas that much so they got to come out which they which was my last year so they got to see me play in arizona at tcu so it was a really special time to like open up your last year for seniors you had seven hits out there too so i did yeah <laughs> they weren't bored i it was, <laughs> i have played in that stadium before so i i was going into the ring with weighted gloves if you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool Got I got tons, but we can go, go ahead. Ahead. So, so, um, Tom, I want to bounce back to about a year ago, um, talking about your mindset when you learned kind of first when coach Schloss decided to, you know, take it a different job. And then I guess fast forward a couple of weeks when you learned that, um, coach Sarlos was going to take over kind of what was going through your mind and the team at that time. Yeah. So I remember, you know, Slosh telling us he was leaving. Um, and then we, the whole team, even the guys that were leaving, uh, you know, like Humphreys and all them, we all got on a Zoom call with Donati, and he kind of opened the floor and was like, give us thoughts on who you think should be it. Like, are, do you want to go out and find somebody? Do you think we should stay local? Like, just bounce ideas. And I swear, like, everybody on the team was like, you have your guy, and it's Lowe's. Like, you, it's the easiest decision. You can end it today, right now. Yeah. You know, and I think knowing that every guy last year and I mean this year, but especially last year, every guy 
heard in a good word and we all individually texted him we went to go see him in his office saying like we're like los is the guy we want to play for so i think for him knowing that all the players are going to be playing for the guy that they want was huge in that whole process yeah it was um it was really interesting for us as fans you know seeing that whole process play out um Mm -hmm. there was such a groundswell of support from current players um former players uh just everyone reaching out through social media saying kurt's our guy we want kurt exactly i remember seeing like on twitter like you know guys from 10 years ago or not 10 years ago but like eight years ago six years ago saying like you know los is the guy you know and and then when you saw he got the job more people came out saying how like happy they were for him so it just speaks volumes to like who los is so that's interesting, and that leads me to uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask. And uh, so, you a couple of days ago, you posted a kind of a farewell, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, and um, I have uh, Coach Kirk's response here, and I would like you to read this and uh, maybe give a response to yeah. this message. Thank you for leaving the program. Yeah, like I said, they're very happy to get me out of that role and let someone else play because I've been there for three years. They're very excited. Didn't he delete that? And then, like, because it's it's not this full quote. Screenshot. They've done some editing. It says, this tweet has been deleted. Yeah, I remember. You handed me the phone. I was like, where's the rest of it? I was like, I remember reading that part. But I, was like, I think there's a lot more to that. So it really said, thank, thank you for leaving the program better than you found it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole, you know, ever since I got here, um, that's kind of the whole goal of TCU is how do you leave the program? Um, you know, do you leave it when people talk about you in a negative response or do you leave it in a positive way yep and it's all about just like you know can you leave your mark on the program to leave it better than how you found it so that's really everybody is going to say that's how that's what all they're trying to do at tcu yeah that um, that kind of goes into in every guest we've had we've kind of talked about the culture at tcu and we always say we would point to different things and say wow it really amazes us how well tcu has developed such a strong culture and maintained it because yeah. you say that and i think is there one guy that's ever left that I've ever said, you know, thank God, thank God that guy's gone. Yeah. Like he left that program worse. <laughs> exactly. I can't think of anybody. Yeah. Not like in our I. point of view. I really can't. No, not at all. It makes me think of, there was a quote from uh, ECU's head coach that I think kind of applies to it. He's, he said after losing to Texas the other night, his job's not to get to Omaha. His job's to develop these men into grown men mm-hmm. and prepare them for life. Exactly. And I kind of feel like that's the same kind of culture that Kurt, has here at TCU. Yeah, I mean, it, at the end of the day, baseball is going to be baseball, you know. But yeah. baseball is eventually going to end. You know, yeah. you can't play till you're 80, like you can with golf, or you can't <laughs> you can't play forever, you know. So eventually, you gotta you gotta find yourself outside of baseball, and that's and, kind of the biggest thing for us. And that's um, I'm glad you said that. It makes me think of um, how well TCU does with um, kind of the more mental aspect of sport and it makes me think of your year last year of like trying to keep you up and you know not you're you know how bad you were yeah at the struggling at the plate yeah. but you know they've got such a good program with um you know therapists mm-hmm. and the way they do their breathing techniques and yeah. all that um yeah oh. 
kind of got lost <laughs> in my train of thought. I, really I, get, I get what you're saying. So Ray, saying. Ray just said Tommy was terrible at the plate, and yeah, uh, well, he, he and he went to no, therapy like, for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty close. Yeah, the train kind of got off the tracks a little bit there. I could see, I could see the wheels. Thank you, long drink. Bit, that's all right. Got lost in his eyes. Yeah, I, I did. I was. I get what you're well, saying. Do you have a response to Ray? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Parking lot afterwards. Yeah, we do. We definitely do a good job of doing the baseball. Is something I do. It's not who I am. Right. You know your success, your failures in baseball isn't who you are you know there's so many other aspects of people other than baseball and that's kind of what i had to deal with last year's and i had to figure that out is like you know i did fail and at the time during that season i did feel terrible because i was thinking baseball is who i was mm-hmm. where now it's like it's something i just get to enjoy yeah you know you carry that mindset over can you talk a little bit about your off season Last year, going into this yeah. year, I know that uh, Drew Davidson did a really good article mm-hmm. on you detailing that. Uh, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I remember after the season ended, um, I actually got a text from the guys I was going to play in the Cape with. And they were like, okay, we're going to pick everybody up. You know, I think what we end on a Sunday. He's like, all right, we're going to pick everybody up on Tuesday. And I was like, I don't even have a flight. I don't even know what the head coach's name is. Um, and I just really did not want to play baseball anymore. Like I was like, I was the last thing I want to do is go play for a month and a half more baseball. Right. Um, so I talked to coach Mo. I was like, Hey coach, like I need to go home. I need to reset and, you know, just kind of step away. And he was really good about it. Cause I mean, I played every game. Um, so it wasn't about getting more reps. Uh, he knew that I needed to step away. He could see it in my face. He could see it in my tone. So, he allowed me to go home and um you know the first thing i said when i got home was like you know dad like don't ask me to hit like don't ask like i can help out like with my high school like the, the younger kids like i'll help out but like don't ask me to do anything because like it's just gonna like fire me up like i really just did not want to play baseball um so i did a lot of video games um hung out with friends family they were all awesome because they knew i didn't want anything to do with baseball they didn't talk about it we just right. acted like nothing was normal, like everything was normal. Um, and then just like one day, I think it was probably, you know, however long that break is, I was probably halfway through the break. And then I texted my dad. It was like eight o'clock. I was like, hey, dad, like you want to go hit? We went there. I think I hit like three balls off the tee. I couldn't hit a ball off the tee. I swear. Like I literally, I hit, I hit the most, the three most different balls you could hit off a tee. I think I skied one flared one and then snap hooked one <laughs> i literally like i was like what is wrong i was like i've never been able to do this and i think we we're just sitting there for like two hours the whole the first hour we didn't talk we literally were just sitting there and i was like just in disgust and then talked for another hour um and then after that you know i wanted to go back we did it again talked for an hour, figured out, okay, what do we got to do? You know, we got to go back to, we got to start somewhere. We can't just keep trying to see if you're going to figure it out. And it really was just kind of, you know, go back to the basics. Yeah. You know, how, how can I hit a ball? Well, I got to, I got to swing that way. How am I going to do that? How am I going to make that consistent? You know, and that's kind of what we just spent leading up to the fall until I left was just going back to the bare minimum 
and then how can I make the bare minimum super consistent? And that was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think about um, – I know you're a switch hitter. I know you've probably always been a switch yeah. hitter. Do you ever think that how, to get out of this, maybe I just hit from the left side and yeah. just try that out? That's what I did. I thought about that last year. I remember um, calling my dad, you know, because whenever – I know I don't get nearly as many at bats right-handed as I do left-handed. Right. Um, and it was, and then I was especially struggling from the right side last year. Uh, so I was like, you know, Dad, what if I just try to just hit lefty and see if I can figure it out? And he thought he was like, whatever you feel is a good idea, you can do. Um, and then I talked about it um, with my roommates, you know, Hunter, Connor, and Austin, and they're like, if you really feel like it's the right thing to do, do it. But like, they didn't. They like shut it down. Yeah. They're like, that's kind of what makes you you. You're switch hitting shortstop, and that keeps you in the lineup. So I ended up scrapping the idea. It never made it to the to the head guys. <laughs> so I ended up scrapping it and just kind of, and then I just kind of figured it out later. Well, these splits are just amazing. I'm look, just now looking at 2021 on yeah. top of 2022. Yeah. It's like you doubled your production in every good category. And I think I I generally think I doubled it. I think I or not double. I think I passed everything. Yeah. Like halfway through the season. Except for oh, <laughs> I remember looking at it halfway through the season because I was curious. Um, I didn't look at last year. I was just looking at this year, and then I was like, you know, I wonder what the number comparisons are. Well, and it was drastic. like, it was like, I finished like 10, 12 doubles last year, and I was already at ten, like halfway during the year. And I was yeah. Like, nice. So and then 12, I was, last year, twenty three this year. Yeah. And then I was like. I think it was like hits and I was already about to pass that. And it was just like, I was about to pass everything. I was only halfway through the year. Yeah. And just hearing you talk about last year, it was, uh, that's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. I'm like, I'm telling you, like, I really thought I was going to quit baseball. I, my dad tells me to this day, he was like, I thought you were going to quit baseball. Like he's like, he literally, he told me that he didn't know how I still had the balls to, go up to the plate knowing I wasn't going to succeed. Like he literally, he's like, that was one of the things we talked about in that late night conversation. He was yep. like, I knew you were like, I didn't know if you were going to succeed. I know you didn't think you were going to succeed, but you still went up to the plate and you tried. And like, that was it. Like all I did was try. Yep. And he was like, that just speaks. He told me that speaks about you is like, you, you didn't quit on it. That's quite the uh, the mind change. And we talked to Gray. We ran into Gray on Saturday. And we were talking, and he said the biggest thing for you was last year you were kind of had that mindset, oh, I'm going to go up here and strike out yeah. to where you were going up here knowing you're about to destroy the ball. Exactly, yeah. It was kind of one of those things where, like, I would go up trying not to strike out, and this year I'd go up knowing I'm going to get hit, or at least hit it hard. But I would go up to the plate thinking I'm going to get hit every time, and – if I didn't, you know, I'll just get a hit the next time. Yeah, I've yep. always said that baseball is a sport where if, if you're playing well, there's mm -hmm. no sport that's more fun. Yep. And when you're playing poorly, there's no sport more Absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing even close is golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Baseball, man, it's just the worst sport when it, you're not playing well. It's like you think of, like, why would I play any other sport when you're going good? 
And then when you're going bad, you're like, why did I pick this? Yeah. Find find every negative. Throw real fast. Find every negative thing you possibly could. Like my shoes hurt. (laughs) It just it spirals. Well, on that note, why don't we take it to break and we'll come back and uh, we'll we'll you know we have some more questions. Yep. Yeah. So uh, this post game beers. We'll be back with more Tommy Sacco after this break. Post game beers brought to you by Long Drink, the Finnish legend. We're having a drink right now with our buddy Tommy Sacco. Delicious. I've got the uh, 8.5 alcohol, um, the the strong boy. Uh, we've got Ray and Jacob over here with the regular. Everything's good. You guys should check it out. They're at um, most local uh, vendors here in Fort Worth. Uh, try long drink today. All right. So uh, we covered a lot in that first segment. Um, and I know we have some more that we're going to get into. But i got to ask you before I run out of time and forget. That home run against Oklahoma State. <laughs> I think you, you did a couple then. But there, I, I had that was my second one. If I oh, of course you had the remember it hit the that's we, probably the one you're one. thinking of. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one, one I was thinking, thinking okay, of. That's not the one I'm you're thinking. Talking about my '89 the... <laughs> windblown <laughs> one. Hey, that one's the least cool. One. All right, so so you're no, that one was the coolest home run I've ever seen. And here's why: because you're on the left side, and yeah. I know the wind's blowing, but off the bat, 99.99 percent of the time, that ball just tails off foul. Yep. But the, it feels like the wind was blowing from right to left. So I'm like, well, I don't think the wind. Okay, so this ball, it starts down the line. I know exactly what you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because and I've never seen anything like that before. I know I exactly mean, what you're talking about because I remember I hit it, and I was like, it started going this way, and I was like, it's foul. Mm-hmm. And then you can see in the video, I like I hit it and paused because of like foul ball, and then I saw it going straight. Yeah. I was like, I got to run. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, ah, damn, that's going foul. I'm like, wait, this bitch is staying true. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I got to run. And then um, it went out. And then as I was rounding third, Coach Mo was laughing because he goes, well, I guess we'll take it. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I didn't put a bad swing on it. I just no. missed it. <laughs> but I just never seen a ball from the left side have that trajectory and just stay straight. Like yeah, I, I thought the same thing in my head when I hit it. Yeah, but uh, – I know the Griffey home run is the one that everyone talks about. Oh, and I had man. to ask about that because that was just insane to me. Yeah. Now, there was another. Now, as I was talk, talking about that, something else popped in my head. I think it was on Sunday, a guy on Oklahoma State hit a similar ball, but mm-hmm. it died at the warning track. <clears throat> and it hit the foul pole. Oh, no, this is not the same. Oh, so, okay. yes, on Sunday because the wind was blowing in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he rounds second. And you were kind of laughing because <laughs> we caught that. We were like, Tommy's telling him wrong day, but <laughs> because, because I remember he hit it. And in my head, I was like, that's the same ball last year or last time. And I looked at the flag and the flags went straight in. And I looked back and I think Sam was out there. Yep. He caught it like 20 feet in front of the fence. And I was like, should he? Yeah, should he? <laughs> That reminds me of... Uh, I don't know if he shared in your humor. <laughs> no, I, think, I, I think he laughed on the inside. <laughs> that reminds me of the Luke Boyer's home run on Saturday. <clears throat> the one that went 450 that yep. we looked... Oh, that's just uh, maybe to the warning track, right. fly ball. It doesn't look like anything. That and like, that don't thing that just carried. I, I've never seen a field carry so much like that field. Like batting practice. I mean, we saw it like Thursday when we got there. Batting yeah. practice. We saw it Friday. Straight out. Yeah. And Friday. <laughs> we definitely saw it Friday. Well, they got a couple of those cheapies on Friday, too. There yeah. was a couple where I think if the wind was straight up, you know, it may go out. Yeah. But there's there were a couple of Friday. But, yeah, that field carries an incredible amount. How'd that feel after that series? Because 
we were driving home and all we did was sit our ass in the stands and drink and we were like, <laughs> I mean, at, well, at, you sweep tech, you go up there yeah. and you win still water and you're like, you're at the top of the world. Yes, at that point. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially after the Friday night game going, what was it? Right. 12 and two. I think it scores 12, one, 12. Oh yeah. It was a beat down. against, and was it Thompson on the mound? Justin Campbell, 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 Justin Campbell. Campbell. right. Thompson's the hitter, right? Yeah. So yeah. Campbell, we were like, you know, I, hopefully y'all don't share the same attitude, but I was like four to nothing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can tell he was in a different zone. I remember clear as day. I'm sitting in the dugout. Um, he threw a fastball for a strike and was mad because he missed his spot. Yeah. And you just kind of knew he was in that groove that day Yeah, where you were like, we got to <laughs> maybe try to get his pitch count up, get him out of the game and see if we can do what they, what we do with their bullpens. Right. That was kind of the deal we were trying to do. That always kind of feels like TCU's offensive strategy is work counts, work deep in the counts, try to get that pitch count up, especially on a Friday night guy where yeah. you can start working that bullpen mm-hmm. where it's hopefully a little softer going into Saturday and Sunday. It's definitely good on Fridays to get the starter out as fast as you can. Um, you know, it's always nice to work a count, but if you can shell his fastball, that's also going to get him out of the game pretty yeah. fast. Too. So, <laughs> you know, you get both, but – Especially on Fridays when you can get the starter out in what the fourth, third, fourth inning, um, and you can dive in their bullpen on the first game yep. of a three-game series, that kind of, you know, ruins their whole game plan. Yeah, I thought that really helped against Baylor. Yeah, exactly. Because that Saturday game was such a grind, and we just relied on our bullpen being better than theirs. Yep, and exactly. Just outlasted them. Exactly. But then, to your point, just going in there and shelling the starter, exactly. that's what happened against OU. Mm-hmm. Just, the first two days, yeah. But turns out they're gonna win a natty. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty they're, hot. They're, they're hot right now. Yeah. Who and do you like in the tournament right now? You've been. Did you watch any last week? Or no, just... I watched a lot um, Saturday. Um, I like OU. I mean, they're they got really hot um, at the right part, and that's usually. I think that's when they beat us, and then yeah, they, they got started, hot they, off as us, soon as they beat TCU. Then, they got hot from then on, and then they you know? won the series against Tech. You know, won the mm-hmm. tournament. So. I mean, they're playing their best baseball at the perfect time. And usually, I mean, we saw it last year with Mississippi State. They got hot at the yep. right time. Yep. Um, and that's usually who ends up goes on and wins it. And it always helps when the uh, unanimous number one goes out in the Supers. <laughs> yeah, that's that also helps. That was a crazy game. Yeah, Man, I didn't there's, think Notre Dame could, had it deep, in them. You could deep dive into all that, all that stuff with all the controversies, but. Oh, you, you're talking about their uh, like Tennessee and their swag. Their swag, you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole. Couldn't imagine a TCU squad like that. Imagine I turning just, around. Just imagine. I couldn't imagine <laughs> doing some of the things and then having to face Mo. Like uh, turning around, mouthing or yelling to an ump. That's a terrible fucking call. Then he throws yeah. you out, and then you look at him. What did I, I do? Yeah. Yeah, you think Vitello and Moziello are different coaches? <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting segue into kind of the culture change from last year to this year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting because we saw some things, or at least I did. I've, I saw some things from AM's team that I don't remember a TCU team ever doing for the last, you know, 15 years. Um, so not to bash on anybody, you know, Schloss or anybody in the past, mm-hmm. but the culture change from this year, talk about maybe some of the biggest differences that you noticed as like a teammate. Yeah. I mean, as far as culture, um, I don't know if I noticed a whole lot of difference. Um, you know, Los is a completely different manager that Slosh was, 
um, in their own right. They're all, they're both like amazing coaches in their own right. Um, but yeah, I didn't really feel like there was a culture change, uh, because, you know, we, we only really lost slosh. Um, we kept, you know, both our coaches, our assistant coach, uh, Delora, all of our support staff. So it was kind of like, you know, it's back to business. Um, it really, it didn't feel like we really lost the beat, you know. Did it feel a little looser this year? You know, Kurt, maybe a little. Had to grow beards. You know, <laughs> we, did get, we didn't have to shave. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was that a rule? We didn't even know that was it a was, thing. Yeah, so it was. It's a rule. It was a rule in the fall. Um, you know, it's a discipline rule. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have to do <laughs> things in life that you don't want to do. Um, so that was kind of where he was, where Slosh was with that, which you know I understand. Um. It's harder for guys like Gray that lives <laughs> with his beard. Yeah, yeah, he's got to shave twice a day. Five o'clock, five o'clock shadow at nine a.m. Yeah, so Gray Gray was probably the biggest guide to like, let's get rid of that rule because Gray hates not having a beard. He walks out to the field with an electric razor yeah. <laughs> because if you innings. if you showed up with any facial hair, you were gonna get tossed out of practice. Oh. So like, we keep razors in the in the um, bathrooms. If someone showed up to the field, you know, like Halen be like, go shave, you know, like you got to go oh, shave, put that guy in charge, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, shaves once a season. But yeah, that is a, that's a, that was a nice role where we didn't have to shave. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, it was really just, you know, all right, back to business. We got our, we got our captain at the helm. So, so Hearing those shave rolls, I'm getting Marine Corps flashbacks. <laughs> I want to, I want to learn a little bit more about coach Mo. So, I don't know what game planning meetings look like. You know, I don't know if those are a thing, you know, where you guys are talking about, here's what we're going to do. But I just envision coach Mo, he's up there pontificating about base running for 90 minutes. You know, just like, he does does like to get on a roll. Um, He likes, he does like to get everything out. um, Like Ray. Yeah. (laughs) He likes to get everything out. Um, But he, he definitely, he definitely came in on day one and was like, I'm going to demand perfection. Um, for those of you that it's your first day on campus, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess something up because there's new signs. There's new ways to run an offense. There's new styles of, you know, how to bunt or whatever. You're going to mess it up and I'm going to yell at you, but I'm going to yell at you. So the next time you remember me yelling at you and you're not going to mess it up. It makes me think of a moment last year. We were kind of mad in the stands in Lubbock. And I forget what, uh, what error you made like, on the base paths base running, yeah. that uh, boy, he well, ran you, you got courage. I wasn't going to go here. Uh, he yeah, ran out there that. and greeted you and then uh, gently removed you from the game. Yep, I remember that it was, um, so <laughs> I wasn't going to go here. I, yeah. it's race got balls. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, so, you know, it was first, it was second and first, um, two outs. And when we're trying to steal third, if you cross your leg over, Usually you should go because the guy at first, once he sees you crossed over, he knows you're stealing. Yeah. So I crossed over. Um, I probably still would have gone and been safe, but I, I don't remember what I was thinking. See, we Elijah thought it was like t- a missed hit and run or something. No, yeah. no, it was, I was trying to steal third. Um, it was a close game. I was trying to get the third with two outs. Um, you know, the right, I don't remember who was hitting. I think it was Eli. No, Eli was on yeah. first. No, I think Eli it was, was on first. I think it was Zach. I think it was Zach. Um, yeah, and I crossed over. Eli took off, ended up getting back picked at second. Uh, he wasn't very happy about it. 
uh, yeah, that was that. Did they say anything to you after the game? Like, hey, shake you know, it off. Like, you know, Coach Mo, whenever you get, he'll get mad, but he'll def he'll come find you and say, hey, you know, I did get mad. You know, I may have overreacted. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's a, he's a good person when it comes to like, if he does overreact, you know, it's all valid in the time. Right. But he'll be like, I overreacted, and he'll come apologize to you. So he he does have that balance. Nice. That's good. So let's jump through some quick fire and then we'll get out of here. Um, best food on campus, maybe the training table, best snack. Like what, what do you got? Best food on campus or in Fort Worth? Just on campus. Uh, on campus. Well, what about what we'll I'm more interested in like, okay, let's go. There, but I want to know what do they supply you guys? That's what I mean. Like, what yeah, do you guys, so what do you guys go to? Like, Hey, we see this stuff on like the barstool athletes or whatever. Uh, kind of like, do like a POV video of yeah. like, their day and they'll show all the food they get. Yeah. So in the kitchen, uh, the, our nutrition, uh, staff does a fantastic job of making sure our kitchen's fully stocked throughout the week. Um, usually they do it either once a week or biweekly. Um, and you know, they'll put, uh, protein waters in there. They've, they, this year is the first time they've fully supplied chocolate milks, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so uncrustables. They got the little, uh, three pack with the cheese, nuts and, uh, protein. Yeah. They supply it with those. Um, Sounds like an elementary school. <laughs> just like quick it's snacks. like Little League. Like, I, wish, I wish we'd do Gatorades, but the pitchers would clear it out in a heartbeat. Oh. Um, they always do. And then in the pitchers, man. in the um, in the freezer, they do they have Italian ice for us um, and cherry juices. So and then you know they got the protein popcorn, just a bunch of snacks yeah. for like. You know, nothing really substantial, but like to give you some energy. And Compare so, and contrast that with uh, your junior college experience. Yeah, so my snack bar was. A you don't plastic, have to. My, my snack bar was a plastic drawer I bought at, I bought at the dollar store, and it was um, ramen. Ramen I could just heat up in my little tiny shoebox microwave. So there's a there's Coach Mo recruiting him like, man, if we can just get this boy fed. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what he'll do. Uh, Juco, year. it's so funny thing about Juco and TCU and how different they are. Like, I remember I always tell people, you know, after games on Saturdays, uh, we play double headers and I couldn't go eat after eating because I had to do my laundry <laughs> because I w- my pants would be covered in dirt and my Juco coach would like make us run if our pants were dirty for our game like if, they, if they were stained so we had to scrub it the dirt out of it before you go eat and by the time you go eat it's midnight and like my family needs to drive back it's terrible there's no juco managers no juco, <laughs> juco manager. grind for nothing no ju- but i love juco, juco shout out shout out to the tcu managers uh yes, this absolutely. actually brings us back to another question most underappreciated person or or group on the tcu baseball staff this could be a coach or maybe somebody that we don't see that uh, that often. It, it really is the managers, um, and you know Meredith and Coop. You know Meredith and Coop plan out all like everything to the minute um, on game days, travel days, everything like that. And then the managers are the ones staying, you know, till midnight, one in the morning when they got their school to deal with, and then they gotta make sure everything's set up for practice before practice, make sure everything goes smooth during practice, and then after practice they gotta put everything back. And then do our laundry. So it's really just those, that core group right there really just keeps TCU afloat. Yeah, those Tuesday night games got to be tough oh, on them. Brutal. I mean, I couldn't. I remember last year they were like, they were in the 
opening weekend at Globe Life, they had to do the entire tournament's laundry essentially <laughs> like half like half the tournament's laundry and they're there till three and then you have to wake Jeez. up at nine and do it all again the next day it oh, was incredible. remember that 2017 regional when there was rain delays oh yeah it was raining at like two mm. in the morning brutal thank you tc oh, managers yeah no <laughs> absolutely uh frogs are rolling asks what's your favorite team to play against i would say a&M in that regional was a lot of fun. If I had to think about a perfect, like, last game to lose, I guess, would be playing against a team in that environment. And hitting that home run. And hitting Damn. the home run. Yeah. I wanted that cool. to be your moment. So I really bad. did, too. So bad. Um, You know, playing against UT is always a good time. I would say UT at UT was a lot of fun this year. You know, just those little rivalry games where – or like you're playing like an SEC team and you want to like represent the Big Twelve like stuff State like State Farm last year. Yeah, like yeah. stuff like that where you're like you wanna you wanna there's gonna be a lot of fans and you wanna play well. Right. Which uh which teams or which team's fan base had the best chirps on the road? Honestly We didn't really hear that, any that A no. and M crowd was Oh my impressive. goodness. They it was nine <laughs> straight innings of them chanting the pitcher's name. Austin. Yeah. Austin. Any way you could possibly think about chanting it. And then the ball calls. TV doesn't yeah. do them justice. I, I took a couple of videos. I was there in the stands. It's. In, I, I remember standing at shortstop and looking around. And like every single person that wasn't in purple was doing ball five ball. And it was just kept going. And it was like echoing. Yeah. I, if I was the pitcher on the mound, I would just walk away. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's easy, yeah. it's easy being it's easy being a shortstop when that happens because yeah. like it, it you don't have to throw a strike, you know. Right. Or like, Tommy, pitcher, we need you to throw knuckleballs. Come on in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was the one time where like I've like stopped and looked around at another fan base and I was like, Wow, how how much of a home field advantage is that? It was definitely the rowdiest crowd I've ever been. They didn't even cheer for like their players as they're hitting <laughs> only when they only cheer when they scored. Yeah. They just did those little stupid bubbles. They want to see oh. you fail more than they want <laughs> to see their team succeed. It was crazy. Hey, uh, UT had a good one. They would chirp at the dugout as we're hitting. Um, you could hear from the dugout. Shout out to Owen. This one kid <laughs> picked on Owen and Owen was still solid in the dugout. So he did a fantastic. I feel game. like Owen was this year, him and, uh, Luke, uh, Savage were the most lively ones yeah. in the dugout. They're, they're Owen especially was a fantastic dugout teammate. Yeah. I mean, Owen I'll, might've been the one that yelled at me in Austin. I moved, <laughs> so I was walking down from where we were sitting up top yeah. down behind the dugout. Cause yeah. I just wanted to check it out down there. Well, as I'm walking down, you guys are on defense. Yeah. And I didn't realize y'all were in the dang shift. Yeah. So gray makes this awesome play with two outs from the shortstop position. Yeah. So I'm cheering for you and somebody turns around and just freaking lashes at me. Really? That's great. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I don't know, but yeah, he's been, he was extremely well in his role of just kind of being that dugout energy. Yeah. And he took that and ran with it, which is awesome. Especially, football as, dad. especially as a freshman, you know? Yeah. All right. We'll finish with this. So I'm stealing the question from oh, you, Jacob, man, I but got another, I got another I got, one. Yeah, I got you got more. Oh, yeah. No, I got one more. We got to wrap this up. I've got guys. one more oh, too. We got to wrap this up. So you went on the road <laughs> with, uh, you mentioned Hunter, Connor and Austin were road roommates. Yep. Eli. 
was your road roommate was this year. Roommate. No, so, uh, Eli's last year. River was this year. Last year. Okay, so talk about maybe the biggest pet peeve, your worst road roommate. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> we, this is a standard question. It yeah. is. Thanks to Barzilli, I, we have to ask it. I don't know. Um, Connor was my road roommate COVID year. I don't Maybe not worse, really, but the one thing that like uh, bothered me about this. Barzilli, Barzilli was like Halen Green drove him crazy. Really? Yeah. I gotta think about this. <laughs> you know, I'm I, I'm pretty go with the flow guy. Like we don't, you know, we I gelled well with Connor. Um, even though it was for like what eight games, I was to do it. Um, me and Eli gelled well. I didn't really do much. I just like laid in bed last year. Um. Me and River were did solid. You ever, did you ever walk in on uh, Eli doing a TikTok? Oh, <laughs> Taking a mirror not. selfie? No. I, I did, that did pass through my mind when I saw it was going to be us. I was like, I wonder if he's going to do TikTok. So, <laughs> no, no, he, uh, he stopped that, I guess. Uh, Good. He stopped it before it took off. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that was my last question. Kay. Okay, well, yeah. I've got... Sorry, um, I stole it. No, you're yeah. good. So, I just wanted it asked. Yeah. You're our uh, original, you're the original Lupton Drinking Club franchise oh, obliterator. Yeah. When did, uh, did y'all first come aware of that last year? Um, what were y'all thinking? So I think, I think I saw it. I mean, I didn't have Twitter last year, so yep. it got sent to me. I think I saw it OSU at home. Okay. Big, big was, series, big I don't know, sweep. That was when I had my first home run of the year, my first and only home run last year. <laughs> So I feel I think that's when it got sent to me, but yeah, we were aware. We are aware of all the memes. I oh, have yeah. all the memes. I hope you enjoyed that because it took me about six hours. Really. <laughs> so I, every yeah, we time, were uh, perfected the process. Every time yeah. you guys come out with a meme, I save it to my phone. Yeah. Awesome. What, hey, you like that Beardy Boy? One? The Beardy Boy one is fantastic. Wait, wait, I gotta ask. Do you know the reference though? I know yeah. the Beastie Boys. No, no, okay. the, uh, right. That's the only thing that registers. See, in that mind. was the thing. It was like, is this so dated? Nobody's gonna even get. It. That's the only thing that registers. <laughs> in Worst, mind. So Party Boys, dog. Jacob, Party boys. Jacob, and I are sitting there in the stands this year, and he's like, "Dude, like you just looked over me. You're like, I got it." The Hardy Boys. Look look up a book cover and make a yeah, meme out of it. And so I'm sitting there in the stands. We're in the second row. You guys are coming up to bat. And I'm like, all right, let me figure this out on Pixar. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we were asking people. like We would ask like students that were sitting near us, like, do you understand the reference? They yeah. Were, the Hardy Boys. Yeah. It's, just, like, a, it's my just My dad probably old, understood, understands the reference. It's an old-time probably, book series Hardy reference. Boys, man, They'll probably kick me when... When he hears that, I didn't, I didn't get it, (laughs) but I still loved it. It still didn't change it. All right. Final thoughts before we sign out, guys. I was going to say, man, now that you and Gray, uh, have passed on to the next plane, you know, uh, leaving TCU, I kind of feel like, um, I'll lump y'all in with, uh, the super seniors from last year, that Mm -hmm. kind of group. So it kind of feels like next year will be like this whole new era Mm -hmm. of TCU baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for next year. Um, you know, I think they're going to. It was nice that it was a young team this year because they're going to go in the next year with a lot of experience. You know, David's going to have a year under his belt. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got Bite in his third year, Eli in his third year, Luke in his third year, you know. And then you got Cam that oh my goodness. You got Cam that ended on such a high note and he can take that into this next year where he can have his second full year starting. Yep. And you can go down the list of all the guys that got their full years in and now they're going to be ready for – Nothing's going to be new for them, you know? 
Right. There, there'll be battle tests. Man, uh, can we uh, start a NIL fund to get Marcelo back next year? <laughs> you guys might have to. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it recently, but we might have to reach out to these guys and try to get a right. send, send donations to Papa Perez Barbecue. Yeah, um, absolutely. We became Passing good friends. Yeah, here. we became good friends with uh, Marcelo's dad and his family throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely great people. What questions do you have for us? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I've, this has been awesome. This has been amazing. I've always, yeah, like, I said, like I said in the beginning, I've wanted to do this since you guys started. Yeah, so. yeah we were just waiting on the season to end, honestly. Yeah. yeah, we didn't know if we could get you on during the season or. I do remember in after Arizona, the, y'all's first one that came out, you, you guys were like, you know, Tommy had a great weekend. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I don't think we did. I do remember yeah. that. You're like, I'm. You guys were like, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> it was funny. So I remember in my we mind, I was like. We don't talk about Tommy. Yeah, I remember in my mind, I was like, I want them to talk about me. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I might have to keep well, doing we it. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for being spending time with us. Yeah, you thank know. you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, wish really you the do. best of luck, obviously, in July. And can't wait to see what the next step is for I'll you. Be, I'll yeah. be around uh, in the fall and next year. Yeah, will you uh, stay in Fort Worth? You think you'll call Fort Worth home or the Metro? Baseball to play, dog. <laughs> no, I know I do. it depends I'm, on how July goes. Yeah, I'm keeping the house for this next year in Fort Worth. Um, you know, wherever I get to do. But yeah, I do love Fort Worth. It has been nice. a second home. Cool. Can't wait for you to come out next year and crush some uh Long drinks with oh, us man. in the I'm stands. I'm gonna have to come down in the in the front row. And yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Me and Gray, we talked about it. I mean, we were like Gray's like, I might have to join Luck and Drink. <laughs> Man, I got a funny story real quick about this guy on Saturday when we uh, saw Gray, Gray oh, and yeah. Peyton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jacob, Jacob has, he's great with facial recognition, but not name recognition. No, I, like, no I'm good with names. I'm terrible with faces. Okay. Dude. Opposite. Um, yeah, so opposite. Gray and Peyton were there with some friends and they were like, oh, hey, uh, we know them. We know that, and so they flagged us down to come I over. I don't know these people. At all. <laughs> like, I thought I thought Jacob was joking, no. and I was I'm like, like Ray, "Help me out! Who? Like, they're pretty confident they know me." I know. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a goatee anymore, so maybe you know we don't know. You know, I'm yeah. kind of playing along with it, and he was like, "No, I I don't know." And I was like, "Well, I finally recognized that's Gray, like, <laughs> Gray okay, Rogers." <laughs> I get a lot of like, you know, it's hard to recognize out of a uniform. Yeah. Because everybody looks so different. It's so hard you know? for me, man. Yeah, it's I get so that. Hard. I do get that a lot. Uh, I feel like it's easy. Easy for me. Yeah, well, you could have helped me out. <laughs> All right, Tommy, thank you so much. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you thanks for much. coming up. We'll, uh, appreciate it. Thank thanks you. to uh, Flying T Studios, Rocks and Media House. Thanks to Jacob Ray, our friend Jamie Plunkett, who's here. He's babysitting us, and let's be honest, <laughs> we, we need that sometimes. So um, thanks to everyone. Appreciate you listening. Go Frogs. Go, Go Frogs. frogs.